And we're off. We're live on YouTube, by the way, again now. It's Monday, August 14th, 2023 AD, 9.01 AM, U.S. Pacific Daylight Time here in Los Angeles. Uh, remember that boring-sounding voiced guy from Clear Eyes? Hello, guys. Clear Eyes gives you clear eyes. Ben Stein. Based Ben Stein. Is he a Christian or not? I don't know. But every now and then he has something right to say, and I'll share you a little, share with you, share you. What am I, Mexican? Shout out to the Mexicans. A little clip of him talking about the persecution of the president. Our greatest president, that is. Um, I may touch on some uh, little relationship talk here. Ten clear signs your relationship is growing in the right direction. I've been meaning to get to it for more than a month, really. At least, or roughly a month. Um, Hmm. Interesting. Mess. And uh, crime in the L.A. area. I've been meaning to get to that Monterey Park shooting. It was, it's been over a year, um, a year and three weeks or so, since that 72-year-old Asian man shot up the, what was it, like a club or something like that? In Monterey Park? There were a couple of, there was like back-to-back Asian shootings in California, I think. Asian mass, mass murders done by Asians. Stein, bro. Last name is Stein. What you think, <laughs> says John Frederick. Uh-oh. <laughs> isn't, isn't it a German name, like a beer Stein? I don't know. I disavow beer. Biden on the Maui fire. No comment. No comment. <laughs> or mishandling of the Maui fire. No comment. I guess, he said. They, that's a, you, that's a fa- Facebook. Fo- Fox News, faux news, claims that he stated causing, allegedly causing uh, reporters to gasp. Maybe he just didn't hear right, or he's kind of out of it. And I've been meaning to get to this, I don't know if I should even mention it, Uh, because you never know how these shows go. I've been meaning to get to this story of this boy who went to heaven, supposedly, came back from heaven. The boy who came back from heaven, except it was a lie. The boy just wanted attention, and his dad was all excited about it, wrote the book. And now, and now lately, after that, his mother, the, by the way, the father and the mother ended up divorcing some Christians, huh? Christians do that, I guess. Not the right kind. Uh, they're all divorced, and the woman is all allegedly close with the boy, the young man now. And she's all on a trip saying, this is false, it's a, fa- it's a lie. All busy. Terrible. So I may talk about that. And uh, by the way, the Snow White gal, actress, who's not Snow White, let's just put it that way. White History Month was last month. And whites are history in the Disney movies. She says that the prince was a creepy stalker. So they don't do that this time in this new movie that they're coming out with. Live action, I guess, movie? I don't know. Who cares? But I'm going to play it, maybe. Play a little clip of her interview on Extra. 
and fingers crossed for no copy strike. So all that and your calls, or maybe not all that, if you would like to call in. But anyway, everybody, let's get right on with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hake Report, the Hake Report, la la la. So, so, how you guys doing? I am fine. I am wearing a Under Armour t-shirt. Don't ask me what that brand is. It's a sports brand. It's a sports clothing brand. It really is, guys. But it, I like how it has, like, it's a blue, navy blue shirt, sort of uh, uh, heathered, I guess is the name of this, when it has, like, some speckles in it. And it's not like a consistent solid color. And then it has a deep red, almost sort of almost maroonish uh, H. Oh, it's not an H. It's a U-A. U-A. But they cross each other and it makes it look like an H or an X thing. But it's U-A, Under Armour. And it has stars around it. And then the back, it's cool. I mean, I've had this shirt for years. I don't know if I've worn it. American flag in the back. Cool, huh? I kind of I like it somewhat. Nice. Oh man, it's kind of—is it me or is it kind of hot in here? Even though we have the AC on, <laughs> it is hot in here. Uh, I and the AC is on. I wonder if the vent thing is open and working because it says that it's open, but what a mess! I just feel like complaining today. Maybe it's me. Uh, yes, I am back live on YouTube, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm on uh, the other platforms. So, nice. Thank you guys for bearing with me. That's cool. Let's get right into this story. Ben Stein. You guys, you guys know him? Clear eyes. He used to have a smoother voice, but, but low and monotone, kind of on purpose. Amusingly boring. As though he, uh, persona, as he, he acted like he was a professor or a teacher. And he stood in front of, like, a chalkboard or a whiteboard or something like that, talking about clear eyes helps you have, uh, instead of dry, red eyes, clear eyes, moisturize. I don't know. Uh, he's also, he talks about the Trump persecution here. He's also a normie, bit of a normie, but knowledgeable guy with uh, some sense. I guess I gather from uh, hints from John Frederick that he is not... Oh, how much polyester in my t-shirt? <laughs> uh, too much polyester, in my opinion. It's, maybe that's why I'm too hot, because this is not 100% cotton. Polyester is too hot. It has some hot polyester in it. And it's kind of... Anyway. Uh, smart man. I think he's Jewish. He's one of the good ones. Shout out to the good ones. And the evil ones. Uh, clip 11 from Citizen Free Press slash Tux Zito. Ben Stein holding nothing back. We are living in an occupied country. 
And it's a TikTok video by Ginger Act T Act V A C T V eight D. Forty-five seconds. Shared by Citizen Free Press on Twitter. Uh, here is Ben Stein talking about the uh, persecution of our greatest president with the classified documents, I think, or whatever else. Here it is. A few days ago, I awakened to see on my dining room table a whole bunch of newspapers about President Trump, former President Trump, being indicted for what to me seemed like the phoniest charges I've ever seen in my life. He is the former President of the United States. He won tens of millions of votes in the last election. It is not at all clear that he's done anything that in any way endangers the national security, and yet he is being indicted and has the possibility of spending the rest of his life and several other people's lives in prison. I think we're now in an occupied country, very reminiscent of Paris under the German occupation. Scary. Interesting, huh? Right on, man. Nice to see. Nice to hear some sense from an old man. He's sounding sort of gruff in his uh, slightly older years, a la Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney sounds sort of gruff, gravelly, like that. But he's right. Common sense. Nice. Sort of refreshing to hear, huh? Shout out to the normies. I think of him as a normie, if you will. What do I mean by normie? Like he's just a normal guy. But I feel like I've seen him on CNBC or Fox Business or things like that saying maybe smart things about Obama or the country or the economy or something over the years. So right on, Ben Stein. Yes, uh, all you guys who are being persecuted, you're not the only one. Trump, too, is being persecuted. Although he may be a little bit more comfortable in his life than you. He set up his life pretty well, <laughs> I would say. Um, in different ways. In some ways, he has. In other ways, he set his life up, Trump did, for, <laughs> for trouble. You know, with these multiple marriages and divorces and children by different things and so sometimes their kids are his kids are a slight bit of a mess maybe not as messy as sleepy joe biden's kids <sighs> yikes but anyway everybody got their issues uh check this out why do all the men stuff men targeted uh media do gooder um, online content, supposedly pro-men that's sort of mainstream-friendly and feel-good and nicey-nice, it makes the men's, makes them seem like women. You know, like the Good Men Project. Basically a bunch of male feminists. We have a crisis of men. We need to turn them more into, like, women. Reminds me of that, another guy who's not a Christian... And he's specifically quite anti-Christian. I'm blanking on his name. He was in this... Uh, Michael Ian Black, I want to say, is his name. 
he said he went sort of viral for saying something in the media or to some podcast or host or TV show saying, boys are broken. And that's something that people can agree on. But he's like, we need them to be more emotional, express their emotions. He said it after some mass shooting. I think he blocked JLP after uh, JLP responded to him on Twitter being a mess. Fatherly is another outlet. Fatherly. More like motherly. Dad. Dad. Makes me want to spit. Not throw up. Because I don't like throwing up. Ten clear signs your relationship is growing in the right direction. This is what forward progress looks like. And I think I got this from uh, Pocket. It's an article, okay? Pocket.com. No, it's... It was fed to me by Firefox. I open up Firefox. Use Brave Browser, kids. Don't use Firefox. Firefox is evil. Relationship direction um, folder here, Hassan. I have some screenshots. And it has a picture of this old fatherly.com six-minute article. So I have no excuse for spending more than six minutes on this. On this content, except for a little bit of commentary regarding it. Ten clear signs your relationship is growing in the right direction. This is what forward progress looks like. And it has this picture of an older guy, ruggedly handsome, with some uh, scruff on his, on his face. And a gal with s- some gray in her hair. Looks like she, her hair is sort of wettish but dry. Looks like she may- maybe she got out of the shower. In front of a nice house with a nice porch and porch lights on. Maybe it's dusk or something like that. Uh, Or dawn. No, dusk. Yeah, dusk. Dusk is evening. Dawn is morning. They wouldn't... I don't know. Um, Fatherly. Forward progress. Progress to... Make him hate want to spit. It's a fatherly article by one Jeremy Brown. Out July 12th, 2023 A.D. Uh, the article opens. And this is like giving you tips. And some of these tips might be fine, okay? All right? I'm not here to just be a naysayer, scoffer, I don't think. This is what forward progress looks like. Forward progress is a funny thing. It's important to strive for in all areas of life, strive for forward progress, but it can be hard to gauge. Interesting opening line. It makes me think of the Bible, where the Bible says, "Be still." Where be where be where God in the Bible in the Book of Isaiah, I think, says, "Be still." Some people say the preachers, because I've been to you know I, I'm a homegrown Christian. The preachers say that means stop, cease striving, cease striving. Why do the nations rage? As one might say, why do the races rage? Nations, because a nation is sort of a race. Uh, be still and know I am God, right? Cease striving. And then hard to gauge. This is about judging where you are in life and where you're going. It can be tricky questions like, am I moving in the right direction or are we? When it comes to relationships, writes this Jeremy Brown in Fatherly, this is more often true than not. Hard to gauge where you are in your relationship. 
Especially when there's so much relationships, I'm assuming that they're talking about men and women being together, like uh, either boyfriend and girlfriend or husband and wife. I'm assuming. What makes marriages fail rather than what makes them succeed? Uh, there's so, many fear, so much fear-inducing messages like that. It's crucial for couples to grow together, to become more comfortable, to build trust, to gain confidence. But what are the signs of growth in his relationship to focus on? <laughs> so here they are. Uh, number one, you communicate honestly and openly. A telltale sign of relationship growth that you become much better at communicating. You make, it, you make time to connect. You improve your active listening. And it's a, there's a whole link to, I guess, a whole article about that. You show respect for each other's differences and find constructive, healthy ways to resolve conflicts. Oh, healthy. And develop a foundation for lasting success. When you communicate openly and honestly with your partner, you express your needs, feelings, and opinions and desires without fear or judgment, says some person named Parmar. Parmar. Who is this Parmar person? Dr. Ketan. Ketan? Ketan? K-E-T-A-N. Parmar. And uh, it takes you to a non-secure website (laughs) uh, that won't load. A psychiatrist and mental health expert. Oh, no. Referencing a... uh, Mental health expert and psychiatrist for relationship advice? I'm not sure about that one. Okay, so, uh, reminds me of Joelle, this first one. Communicate openly and honestly. Joelle Friday TV, check him out. Tuesdays right after Hake at 11 a.m. Number two, you support each other's goals. Oh, no! (laughs) You know how... A lot of times women have these goals. Oh, man. As you grow as a couple, you continue to grow as individuals. You will set, you develop your own set of personal and professional goals. Professional? Hmm. Maybe, after, maybe they're talking about after the kids grow up and uh, they're out of the house. Then the woman can find something to do other than taking care of the kids, right? Me- other than meddling the adult grown kids' lives. Maybe that's what they're talking about. But they quote this Parmar guy again. Partner's happiness and fulfillment. Anyway, uh, jump into uh, three. You, you accept each other's flaws and mistakes. That's nice. You challenge each other to be better. Be better. Be better. Number four. Oh, no. Number five. I might have to skip this one. You have fun together? Yeah, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, Number six. Your mindset has moved from me to we. Uh, And they quote this woman named Laura Silverstein. L-C-S-W. Licensed something, something social worker? Something like that? Certified couples therapist and author of Love is an action verb. Laura Silverstein. A Christian? I don't know. Doesn't sound like a Christian. Okay, uh, and she says partner too. 
you trust in each other grows is number seven. You, you trust in each other grows. Come on, fatherly. The quality of the editing in these articles has taken a nosedive because uh, they can't afford editors. <laughs> so it should be your trust in each other grows. Apparently he did spell check but not grammar check. This uh, person, this uh, Jeremy Brown person or his, maybe he's his own editor. It's your trust in each other grows. <laughs> but they spelled it you trust in each other grows. Anyway. Uh, Papa, I don't know if you should. Uh, I don't know about about trusting. I'm a little bit ambivalent about the trust word. Okay, here. Oh no, this is even worse than the f- having fun. <laughs> okay, number eight. Cover your eyes, kids. You are more comfortable with intimacy. Oh. Both. With a growing sense of trust, this needs to be something Joel covers. <laughs> no, he would cover it better than Hey. Uh, uh, okay, let me see if I can read this out loud. I may need to grab my spittoon. With a growing sense of trust, couples be- also become more comfortable with being... Uh, I can't read this out loud. They say intimate both emotionally and physically. Couples who are growing in the right direction. Direction is a weird name because it's, it's uh, the present. Like, there's this illusion of direction. You start thinking about the future, and you may think, be thinking something totally different from what uh, life lays out for you, God lays out for you, Satan lays out for you, and from the quote-unquote partner that they, to use their gross word for it, lays out, has in mind. Oh, but you have open communication. A <laughs> uh, couple is growing in the right direction. More co- then, they, then they just feed off each other's delusions. Uh, opening up about their deeper issues or insecurities. No! No! I don't think even Joel Friday of Joel Friday TV would agree with this. Opening up your about your deeper issues or insecurities. This Silverstein woman is saying it's normal to keep up some walls to protect yourself, but over time, as you share your true thoughts, fears, and insecurities, you can feel even more deeply loved when your partner accepts your whole self. That's not. I'm wondering what Hassan is thinking of this. Uh, <laughs> I'll ask you in a second, Hassan, if you want to if you want to chime in on this, any of this. It's making me sweat. I feel like the discomfort is making me sweat more than because it is feeling cooler in here. Maybe because I'm sweating. I'm not able to spit because my spittoon's way over there, so I'm sweating instead. Whew. You make time for self care. No, a man, a father. This came out of an article called Fatherly or a website called Fatherly Magazine. Relationship growth requires individual growth. When couples get... And I put barfy face emoji and I underlined in red uh, these gross words. And this person's name, this female. Uh, Give each other space to engage in self-care. 
and attend to their own personal needs. That's good. That's good. You should give give them some space. <laughs> that's that's good. Whew. Okay, uh, last one. Last one. <laughs> Number 10. You're thinking about the future. Anybody remember the movie Batman from 1988 or 89? I think it was 89. The one by, uh, who's that guy that whom you like? Um, Tim Burton, right? Uh, and Jack Nicholson, who plays Joker. I hope, I hope I'm not spoiling this movie for anybody who may not have seen it. Says before he shoots somebody, hey, hey, buddy. He doesn't say buddy. Think about the future. Blam! You're thinking about the future. That's not right. I'm watching this TV show every, every now and then called Burn Noted. Best Batman. Also, Michael Keaton. Yeah, I like Michael Keaton. He does a good Batman, even though he's supposedly short. All the, all the best actors are short Tom Cruise, Michael Keaton. Um, who else is short? Danny DeVito? Uh, I don't know. Think about the future. That sounds like bad advice. I think you should be, uh... Let me see. Let me see what they explain. Couples who grow together begin to develop a shared vision for what their future will look like together. Like they don't. Like they know. I'm reminded of a Bible verse that says, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. Oh yeah, uh, Hassan says Michael Keaton has bat eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, his eyebrows are not cool. Cool. Um, I feel like I can't, this is the Hake report, so I can't say that word that, <laughs> as Asmodor might say on the crypto report, no homo. <laughs> Don't say that, kids. Uh, they engage in discussions about what their life will look like down the road, begin to make plans for bringing that vision to life. Couples, be- couples begin to imagine their partners by their sides as they plan their future dreams, says this Silverstein woman. This is not good. You're setting yourself up for misery. I started to say I'm starting to watch this. I was so- I- every now and then I'll see this show called Burn Notice from like 10 years ago. And uh, this, guy, <laughs> this guy has gotten back together with his ex-boyfriend. And, uh, girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, my bag. I'm gonna have to spit over my own misspeaking. And he keeps on promising her these different things after this is all over. After this, then it will change. After this, then it will change. And it never does. (laughs) Because you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. (sighs) I think that's the last of it. Okay. That's enough of that. Uh, there's another fatherly article that I may get to another day. Another day. Uh, but thank you for bearing with me through that. I don't know if that was interesting. Hassan, do you have any commentary on what we covered here? I covered here. Yeah, it's very interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, we're experts on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Exactly. Relationship experts, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's a full time job, you know this uh, this relationship thing. Is it especially when you're trying to follow these ten oh, ten right. rules by fatherly? <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> I know it's horrible. Yeah, it's a never ending cycle. You know, it's a hamster wheel of uh, of death. 
Yeah. <laughs> doesn't it make the... Doesn't, don't all those rules seem like trying to pull the man into being more like a woman? Because a woman thinks about the future and gets in her imagination about the future. And men fall into that, too. Oh, I could get with this gal. And meanwhile, that's, that's an abnormal way of thinking. JLP has said that in church. It's abnormal to think, oh, this could be the one. That's thinking about the future, which is not right. Yeah. In your imagination. Seek first the kingdom. Uh, you are wearing, uh, somebody is asking about your, uh, it's rosary, right? Your rosary beads? Oh, yeah, it's like a little, like, it's rosary-inspired. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah those are beads. Rosary-inspired. Are those are those pearl they're, beads? Yeah, they're like pearl uh, rosary. Are they real-life pearls? Like from the clamshells? I don't, Do clams I, have pearls? Sure. What is it? What makes pearls? <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> is it when you, is it charcoal when it's densely together and that makes a pearl? Or is that diamonds? That's diamonds. I don't know anything. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Hassan doesn't know either. He's just wearing it. Yeah. But that's a, it's Jesus. Um, yeah, gold. I just like, because it's like this enamel, like, um, face. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Are you able to stand up and close to the camera? Will it will the zoom focus? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> yeah, I mean that can kind of see a little bit better. See the glint and gleam. I saw if you're not watching the video, he's standing up, and at the top of his screen, you can see the uh, the ornament, the jewelry. Exactly. It's a uh, Christian, Christian inspired. Jesus cancels out the gay? Asks <laughs> John. Come on, man. Lots of men. He's a rapper too. What? What else? Oh, maybe because of the pink shirt. They're saying it. Uh... Oh, is that pink? Oh yeah, here it is. Pink. Sort it, of. It, it looks. It looks white here. It looks bluish. Like yeah. there's a bluish cast on it. I see a little. A touch of pink on. It is here. pink. Okay. And it's. Well, no, maybe not baby pink. Maybe it's desert pink, according to Hank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a faded pink. It's a manly pink. Exactly. Uh, nice. Desert Rose. <laughs> Desert Rose. That was a White Heart song, White History Month. Nice, see? Big Bump says, follow those ten rules and you will catch hell, he says. H-E double toothpicks or double hockey sticks for the people who don't know that it's toothpicks. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, it's a good article. It's just, uh, yeah, it's it's a mess. Getting involved with it and catering to it, it's really a, it's a lose-lose. It's a good article on mostly what not to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but some of it's fine. Some of it's fine. It's, I mean, there's, I think the common sense is not completely snuffed out. You should, Desert Roses by Sting. Says Nikki from Texas. And, and Seal, I think. Oh, by Seal. Seal made that too? I don't know. I think Seal had some sort of song like Seal that. Seal had a great song in uh, one of the Batman movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Kissed by a Rose. Kissed by a Rose. That's, that's so good. Incredible song. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the only Seal song I own in my iTunes. 
I might no- own another one. Shout out to Seal. Yeah. I like his sort of pockmarked face. Yeah, I love his face. Yeah. Again, no homo. <laughs> I- <laughs> All right. <laughs> Batman Forever. Oh, which is, which is the most emotional of Batman Sisnick. Yeah. Is that the one who has, is that the one that has Doc Holliday in it with his Doc Holliday lips? Uh, Papa. You know who played Doc Holliday? The best Doc Holliday? No, what is Doc Holliday? Doc Holliday is the, is the guy who's a, he's sickly and he's in uh, the old western, like, dead. Uh, dead. Somebody help me out. So, uh, Val Kilmer. Oh, Val Kilmer played Doc Holliday in a famous movie. No, Dead, Deadwood or something like that. You gotta check that out. I'm not familiar. You with probably that. have seen it and you didn't realize. I love Val Kilmer. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know it was Val Kilmer. Wow. And I saw it. I'm like, wow, this is fun. This is not, this guy is fun to watch. Tombstone, is, Tombstone, not Deadwood. Tombstone. This, this is new or old? Old. He was skinny, relatively young. Wow. And he was funny. He twirls this like teacup, little teacup thing. Like a pistol. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to mock some guy. is Tombstone. All right. Have you ever seen him play Jim Morrison in The Doors? No. He played Jim Morrison? Jim Morrison died. I mean, it's a little risque for... Okay. Maybe for Hake, but, <laughs> but it's an incredible... Uh, it might be one of the best um, performances of someone playing a... Uh, you know, a real-life person. Yeah. Nice. In my opinion. Not for kids, obviously. I mean, Jim lived the kind of a <laughs> lizard king life. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kid Combo 1 says, risk gay. Kind of funny. Risk gay, risk gay. Okay, well, thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks for the tip. Movie tips with Hassan. Steve, a first-time caller in New Jersey, is on the line. Steve, thanks for calling and holding. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Hake? Doing well as well. Thank you. Awesome. Oh, so, I know who you are. Right on, man. Yeah. I hear your voice I, on American yeah, Anchor, I've, baby. Yeah, I've never been able to call your show because it's, it's 12 o'clock here on the East Coast, so it's like right in the middle of the day. But yeah. I know, just I had some free time, just something that told me to just pop on the show and you were talking about relationship stuff, and I was like, I actually want to ask you this question, because you are an expert. Indeed. So you should be able to answer this. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> so wrong answer, with- but <laughs> I, can, I can still answer. <laughs> nice. Um, so I was, I was talking to a friend about this, and he was, he was saying about, you know, I wronged my wife, and I did this, and I told her. And I was like, why did you do that? So I want to ask you, so everybody, you know, Jesse always talks about don't tell women your problems. Yeah, but do you tell? Should you tell your wife, your girlfriend, or whoever when you've wronged her? You know, through lust, because there's because there's different ways that you can do that. But right. if you watched videos or you had a conversation with a girl, you were flirting, even if you went as far as like full on adultery, uh-huh. should you tell your wife that? I personally don't think so. I personally don't think so. And I used to think so. Like I used to believe in the confess your so-called sins to one another uh-huh. and pray for each other's type of stuff and, uh, you know, be totally honest and, and everything. But uh, I think JLP gives really good advice that 
you're not doing any help to her and you're not doing any help to you by doing that, by quote unquote confessing. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to stop and hold yourself accountable by doing that. You'll, uh, whether you, whether you're sorry or not, you know, whether you're repentant or not, I really think that you shouldn't. And in some ways, you haven't really, I mean, unless it's adultery, you haven't really wronged her. You're just an out-of-control, lust-filled person, you know? Right. Uh, You've just, you're just, it has nothing to do with her, really. It's between, it's it's you and it's the, it's the lust-filled, possessed you being selfish. Like, Nick, Nick made an interesting point to me. This is sort of a common-sense point about, uh, I don't know if it's cheating or whatever he said, but it's, it's, not, it's not about any... Uh, it's not like you don't... Well, he says, use the, using the term love loosely, it's not that you don't love her. It's just you're out of control. So, right, so, so she can't help you. You're, you're definitely not helping her. It can only do more damage, and then she's going to start. It's gonna, she'll spiral. From experience and from uh, knowing yourself, too, when you are fed a bit of information, the imagination goes wild with all kinds of false things piling on, adding to, and making up stuff in her devil-owned mind that isn't true about you, and now you're even further apart. You're not closer together. She's not listening to you. She's not faithful to you. She's because she, You're pushing her towards Satan. Uh, there's a there's a Bible passage that says it's shame, it's shameful even to repeat what the evil do in their in darkness, I think. Nice. Yeah. I, my perspective on it is because I I've, I was in a situation many years ago mm-hmm. where I cheated on the girl, yeah. and I told my brother about it. I felt horrible. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, like I can't believe it. Like, it's just the guilt. Right. Um, you know, that was coming with it. But now that I know years later why that was, like, that was just all the devil trying to keep me there anyway, instead of just moving on from it. Yeah. Um, and, and you my know brother what? actually. Okay, go ahead. Finish your point. Finish yeah. your story. No, but so my brother, he pulled me aside and he was like, do not go and tell your girlfriend this. He's like, you either have one or two options. Either you deal with it, you move on, and you just take it, or you break up with her and you move on to your life. He's like, do not tell her. He's yeah. like, you will destroy her life because you don't deserve to do that. He's like, you already did the wrong, so don't do that to her. He's like, you wouldn't want her telling you that either because you'd go crazy. A lot of times you, you tell somebody something and you feel relief from it. Like you're like, oh, a burden is lifted. But it's an emotional false feeling of relief from telling somebody something. And you don't know what's the fallout that happens afterwards. It's sort of selfish sometimes to quote unquote confess that type of a thing. Right, and I think even at you know at this point now, knowing what I used, what I've done before, and to where I'm at now, and what I've overcome, if you were truly in God and you truly were changed and overcame all this stuff, you wouldn't be. He wouldn't allow you to go into a marriage 
where you are still filled and burning with lust where you would be tempted to do that stuff. Because that's where I think a lot of these relationships, they're still in the fallen state, they're still in darkness anyway, so yeah. they kind of just add more fire to it. Interesting, for sure, man. Uh, I, as When you mentioned that you cheated on this girl, you were not married to her, right? No. And so cheating is sort of a worldly term because... Uh, adultery is in the case of a marriage when you're already married and you and you cheat on the woman. That's adultery. I don't know if cheating really exists. You're only committing fornication. You're like you're doing sex out of wedlock, which you shouldn't do, but it has nothing to do with her. It's your own sin against your own body and the woman's body whom you're using, you know? And yeah. and it may be against like what God recommended how you live in order to have a good life with His uh, rules and commandments. So those are uh, I I don't even think that you really cheated on her. You were just because you weren't because being with somebody is kind of like to steal a lesson from Joel. And I don't know if this is true or not, but it's like you guys don't belong to each other. You're not married. You aren't. Like this boyfriend-girlfriend thing is just a, by custom, by custom set of cultural rules, mainly maybe put on by the woman for control, to control the man even before he's even married. Whereas the only real control is to be under God within marriage. Not that you should be sleeping around, you're just wrong to. Right, but I don't think that you really cheated on her, except for that false uh, that false expectation that you guys laid out for yourselves. Of we're together, we're not going to sleep around, blah blah blah. Does that make sense? That makes a hundred percent sense. I, I I know exactly where you come from. That yep. Uh, that's an inter- That's interesting, though, man. It's it's. The, the, yeah, it sounds like you have a down-to-earth brother. Yo, I do. Well, this was this was even before. This was like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, my brother's always been pretty down-to-earth, pretty base. So that's why I love him. That's why he's my brother. I'm I'm glad to have him. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, man. But yeah, no, I I, I do got to run though. But hey, I appreciate you taking my call. This I think this is a really good topic. Yeah. And, uh, wish you well, man. Thank you, Steve. It's good to hear from you, man. Take care. Take care. I'll, I'll call another sometime. All right. Steve, I, I want to use his last name, but I don't want to dox him. <laughs> but I hear his voice on American Anchor, baby. A solid guy. That's cool. Um, I will read more of your Super Chats, guys, but one more call here from TJ in the UK. TJ, thanks for calling and holding. What's up? Hey, my first time calling Hake. Hey, happy Men's History Month to you. Happy Men's History Month. I'm really pleased I could get through. I'm on holiday, so maybe similar to the other chap, I'm able to make some calls for the first time. Right on. Um, great topic. It's clicked to me recently. I don't. I've mentioned this on a couple on Jesse's and Nick's show, but it, it's only recently clicked with me. But I hope it will help other men understand that we shouldn't even compare ourselves in relation to this article. We're incomparable to women. Yeah. We're totally incomparable. There's nothing even on the same 
level. I mean, really, the the ultimate way we need to think about ourselves without misunderstanding what I'm about to say is that a woman needs to see us as her God. I know that doesn't sound right, but sit with it for a bit. And we, we not, almost none of us have been like that, and that's why they don't, and that's why they've had this ability to pull us into their world. Yeah. But all this stuff in that article is insane. I mean, totally insane. All that's doing is giving, pulling accountability from the woman so she can use any of those things to pull accountability from herself. Yeah. Interesting. So your insight was really spot on, but what we really need to see ourselves as, and you can only do this when you're born again, is that we are representations, as Jesse always says, of God on earth. That's who we are. We're not, we're, we're not even on the same, like, not even in the same field as women. They're literally not even, it's not even, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know if I can make this clear enough. But trying to do anything with women is simply against God. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Do it. Say again. Does it sound? Ex- I, I think you probably understand what I'm saying, but I think for many people, it probably sounds extreme. Okay, repeat what you just said. Pardon. Re- repeat for me one one more time what you just said. The point that you just made. That we are representations of God on earth. So therefore, we need to live that way. We need to live like Christ did without women. So if we're living, if we're living just as a, representat- a representative of God, we're just heading in that direction to God. If a woman wants to join us, if God appoints a woman, so be it. But one of the major tricks that happened to us is that we think that we need a woman. Now, the majority of men in the past didn't, have, didn't get married, didn't have children. Most women did. But this is, this is the, and this is sort of a part of the situation of what we have today, is that we are 100% in their world. We've been pulled into their world. Yeah. So true. And we've called it Christian in some cases. And I don't know how. I, re- I mean... You know, some of the churches that I used to go to, the, even the, the minister's wife was said, oh, yeah, my, you know, the minister says, you know, the happy wife, happy life. And I was like, that's completely unchristian. Why on earth are you? Right. Yeah. Christian men will <laughs> say, oh, sh- she's the boss. When I was, when I was working in the uh, cap- custom cabinetry com- uh, company, we were remodeling yeah. kitchens. She's the right. boss. And, you know, the woman works in the kitchen the most, right? But the... She, the fa- the man acts like she's the one making who should be making the decisions, and uh, you would so frequently hear that, and that was during the Obama years, and Obama would say of, of uh, Michelle, right, Michelle she, Michael, right? Yeah. She knows she's still the boss, and that yeah. is so relatable to other grown men, white men, Christian men, and black, mm-hmm. and others who are still married or whatever. The woman is the boss. It's crazy. It is. Do you? But do you see? Do you see what I'm saying in terms of being a representative on God, a representative of God? Like we're literally representatives of God, and therefore we have no interest in women. This idea that you go through life 
needing a woman as part of your life, that right. you know, the family, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 it's about, I would say, about 10% of life. If it happens, it's, that's a bonus, right. 10%. But we've made it like 95% of our life. Disney, it sounds like Disney movies and all these, all these other Hollywood movies and supposedly Christian movies. Uh, a yeah. love story is like the main story or the, ad, the added draw. And that's like the ultimate thing. And people think that you're, oh, you're, so your life is over if you uh, divorce. You, you have no other chance to redeem yourself. They act like redemption is to get with a person and, and remarry and have this quote-unquote fallen state love that uh, these people think. They've made it salvation itself. Totally, and it's it's and it's a hundred percent against what God wants. He yeah. wants us as His representatives to go forward to Him. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. And to spend our time even thinking about women, right, is just absurdity. It's total absurdity. And once you can see it. And I, I'm, I'm sure you can, and some of the other guys there. But once you see it, I mean, I know it. I know Jesse sees it 100. Right. Yeah. <laughs> once you see it, it's completely clear. All we're meant to do is is do God's will and go forward towards Him. If He appoints a woman, right. who's literally like say say a man is ten, a woman is two. I'm just using this. As a, as a way of trying, I'm not very good at metaphors or analogies or whatever. So, okay. But in terms of, we're a 10, there are two. In terms of like we, strength we sh- or power or something like that, or what? Or just like in terms of value. Okay. We literally, but we've made, we've made them nine and us. Four. You know, four or, <laughs> or something. Zero. <laughs> yeah, or zero. Yeah. Or zero in lots of cases. And, and that's, that's how life has panned out too. In some, so many ways. You'll see the little girls, you'll see the girls seemingly well-adjusted and the boys beaten down, dysfunctional. And the girls are really dysfunctional too, but they outwardly portray a little bit more confidence and competence and educatedness. But the boys are just uh, wiped out. And it's 100% a mirage. Yeah. Because it's the, it's the opposite. Right. Interesting, it's it's the complete opposite. So we just need to, like, Jesus is our greatest example for all things. And once I realized that he was monk and he, ch- you know, he chose to be monk, he could have had any woman anywhere in the, in the world, uh-huh. anywhere in the universe. And he, you know, all the temptation, etc., it didn't even enter his mind. So we need to see ourselves as a ten them as a two, if God appoints one to us, then okay. It almost like, oh, that's a bit of a burden, you know? Right. Like in India, in India where you, they paid the dowry or whatever to take the burden from the family. Yeah. It's, almost like a bur- it's almost like a burden. You're like, okay, God, I'll take this on. Uh-huh. Interesting. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's the opposite to how right. we live. Yeah, I know. The temptation is to strive for and find a woman and... It's like, it reminds me of what you talked about on Joel Friday's show. I think it was Joel Friday. Maybe it was Nick's show right after Joel Friday. That one time with all the experts talking. Why are you uh, obsessed with women? 
Why and, are you and, so obsessed with it? Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that was a good that's a fair question for any man to ask within himself um who's got this hang up with the the ladies. I mean I do, I do I I still do as well. I can see it though. Right. Like I can still see it. I can you know, I'm like, wow, that's a really beautiful woman. You could have amazing, you know, right. children and all this kind of stuff. And then you're just like, what? it's almost like, I don't know. I'm really bad at analogies, so you can probably come up with a better one. But it's like, once you know heroin is bad to take heroin, uh-huh. you just don't do it. You just don't do it, right? Yeah. Like, people will tell you how great it is and, you know, how all these things. But you just don't do it. Right. Because you know... It's it's the end. It's the same. <laughs> Come up with a better analogy you, than numbers and. <laughs> you mentioned heroin. that you have. Uh, are you divorced and have a a daughter or something like that? I'm not that divorced. You... I'm a, I'm estranged from from my from my wife of oh, okay. Fourteen years and uh, actually I think it's the How... three year anniversary today of when she. She left and abducted my daughter, who I've not seen for three years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so you, would you describe yourself as MGTOW, or is it something better than that, or different monk. from that? Monk? Okay. Monk. I've never heard 100. of monk as being like an adjective, um, but because people yeah, I haven't will... Done the, I haven't done the etymology of, of okay, it. Okay, but, but that's what you mean, is like, like a monk, uh, no, meaning no women. No women at all, like Sexually. no interaction, no like zero interaction. I have zero interaction. I'm not interested. I live by myself. I've little interaction with most people. Okay. So, so, I, so in I your do, daily life, you don't see any any women every now and then, like in a like passing by at the store or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I live in a I live in a national park, so there's not that many people around. Nice. But I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. There are a couple of places I go to, and you know, there's a couple of very attractive right. ladies that work in these places. Yeah. But you just, you know straight away what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's like Satan's temptation for a false god and a false pursuit. Totally. To take and you if, off track. If we, if we just realize that we are God's representations, like we're, we're, and if we're Christ-like, you just, you just, it doesn't even, this, <clears throat> the last three years have been the most amazing three years of my life. I bet you it started out and you were broken up a bit. Oh, yeah. A I mess. was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even afford counseling with Jesse. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. so, you, so you've gotten yourself together in this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because well, everything was taken, the house, the money, the, you know, my, the child, ev- like wow. literally everything. Everything wow. was taken. Everybody, every single person turned against me, like everybody. And there was, there was literally nothing. It was just, I mean, nothing. So she did you, she <laughs> honestly did you a favor Maybe not her yeah. daughter a favor, but she did you a favor. Um, and you know what? Maybe who knows? Like it'll it'll since it's better for you because you had an opportunity to check yourself and realize you were wrong for. I don't know. Maybe you made her your god or whatever. Uh, now it's going to be better in the long run, maybe for your daughter because you, even with you not interacting with her. 
should you ever see her again, you'll be a so much better of a man. I a thousand percent agree with you. Yeah, I, I, the the difference is amazing. Like night, <clears throat> I wouldn't say night and day. I think I've always been on a on a stream, but God just pulled me out and was like, "Okay, now here's the light." <laughs> like, yeah, and I agree. I'm I'm writing a book for my daughter at, at, at the moment. Wow, you know, every every you know, it's it's called uh, "Letters to My Daughter: Why I Don't Want You to Be a Doctor." <laughs> nice. <And it's, laughs> Because my wife is determined, you know, that she'll be a doctor and all this kind of stuff. Oh, wow. And I'm using it as a method to explain all the things, that, you know, in life about well, God. And, but I'm using that as the avenue. So, Is it a total, do, mystery, where the, is it a total mystery where they are? Or do you know yeah, and you have, just don't want to impose since she doesn't No, they have, they, they have three passports, so I have absolutely no idea where they are. Wow. How old would your is, daughter be? If you don't mind my Ten. asking. Okay. Ten, yeah. So she disappeared at six or seven or so. Seven. Okay. On day, what is it, the 14th of August? Yeah. 2020. Oh, so this yeah. is the day. To the day. To the day. To wow. the day. <laughs> I want, she, she called me uh, as the plane was taxing to the runway saying that they were leaving. Wow. Whoa, that and, is serious leaving. <laughs> That's just not leaving on a jet plane. Yeah, 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 because <laughs> we're, we're in a different country and stuff at the time. So. Whoa. And um, we moved to live in a different place. And okay. Yeah, she, and, uh, and then from October, she completely blocked all communication, like everything. But what was amazing to me, what was absolutely incredible, was every single person turned... <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Sounds kind of like Job. <laughs> Did you yeah. develop boils and stuff like that on your skin? <laughs> well, they didn't die. Your children didn't die. So, so socially, I socially I did. Yeah, it was. How long were you bitter, or are you still a little bitter to this day? Not one part of me is bitter at all. Nice. That's cool. And I don't think I was bitter, bitter then. And I, I, think, I think the whole time, every time I left a message and things, I was, uh, I was like, you know, I forgive you. I understand. I also was fallen. So the reason she left was she claimed that I became a Christian fundamentalist, which, oh, was, just okay. an, which was just an excuse, right? Okay. But, uh, but, um, had you been obnoxious at all in your Christianity? Was there any truth to that? No, I've, been, I've been really really laid back because I, I kind of knew because I, I knew what a hardcore Christians were like. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Joel read you as doing a, like a gotcha snake in the grass type of a thing. So maybe, he, yeah, so right. maybe Joel yeah. misread you. Maybe your wife misread you. Oh yeah. Well, you know, they, they all make, they all make, um, excuses to leave. That just True. happened to be hers. Yeah. She, she left, a. Left a voice message saying basically she didn't say it in one sentence, but basically if I give up Christ, I can have my family back. Oh wow! Did you did you ever beg? No. Okay. No. no Interesting, no, no, man. No, no, no. No, I went straight to God with all of it straight away. No way. Okay. No. Nice, man. Well, anyway, I hope that's helpful for other guys out there that have been through or might be about to go through this kind of stuff or you just, about, you about my age in your forties or so yeah. get plus or minus. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're the same. Hey, cool, same, man. Same. 
Yeah, it's lovely to speak to you. Yeah, great call, TJ. All the best. Again, happy Men's History Month. Yeah, you too. Cheerio. All right. Uh, Nice British man. Our British brother. Not a British foreigner. We have some British foreigners in the news. We're at the top of the hour. It is Men's History Month. I will get right back to calls. But first, it's time for some manly-ish imitation manly music. Staves Acre. It's Christian, guys. I hope you enjoy... <laughs> Which mean, I mean, it's music, so it's liberal. Sundown Motel from Staves Acre from the 1999 album Speak Easy on Tooth and Nail Records. Tooth and Nail? Tooth and Nail. Hope you enjoy it. You musical Philistines, you can cover your ears and sing la-la-la, press mute, plant your garden, go outside, harvest your crops, crack the whip, sling your cattle. There's some cowboys who listen to Hake. Keep on trucking, you truckers who listen to Hake and JLP and American Anchor Baby and Joel Friday TV. But I'll be right back for the rest of Hour 2, Sundown Motel.
drummer doing his own thing. <laughs> Christian Rock? Yes, Christian Foo Fighters. Hey, you got the tunes, then you don't, then you got them, then you don't. Kind of a feel-good song. Sundown Motel by Stavesacre. One of your better selections, hate. This is not an opinion. Thank you. Thank you guys for bearing with me through that, in my opinion, relatively nice music, right? Relatively speaking, for a Hake selection. Foo Fighters are what World War II pilots called UFOs, says Kevin Howe. Well, that was Staves Acre. Staves Acre. All one word. Or Staves Acre. Uh, Super Chats. Over on Streamlabs, of all places, Hake is still on Streamlabs, JLP is not. Streamlabs.com slash The Hake Report. Lin Yen Chen says, Please help Jesse understand so-called feelings are not just emotions. You feeling the room is too hot, where he is feeling it too cold isn't emotion, but raw feelings, a.k.a. experience, sense of touch. To me, the, the hot, warm, stuffy atmosphere is... I'm feeling as sub- I'm feeling oppressed by this oppressive heat. <laughs> um, and I'm feeling uh, some... Anyway, whatever. Antagonism from Hassan over there in the corner. Boy in the corner. Nah. Um, As for you, as for do you value, value is measure of trust, and trust is emotion. Are you emotional about your emotions and thoughts? Feeling is sort of a, sometimes you have a feeling that uh, tonight's going to be a good night, a good, good night, and that's sort of a emotional thought, judgmental thought. <laughs> so that's what he means. But Lin Yen Chin, 
I don't know if I'm the man to do this job, even though I am a grammar and English Nazi. I'm selective at, about which I Nats. E. Where did Jesse get his sense of what free will means? He needs a, to rework all his sense of language to align with we cannot make choices, but we somehow can still sin, or it undermines his regular speech littered with words that reflect free will, so says Lin Yen Chin. Uh, interesting. Maybe you should call in about that, Lin Yen Chin. I heard Lin Yen Chin call in to the American Anchor Baby one time, back when it was called Nickstream, I think. We heard Lin Yen Chin's actual, factual, real-life voice as transmitted over and translated, transmitted, somewhat imitated by the uh, electronic, however they make this stuff go out, get out to you guys. We heard him. But we have not heard him on the Jason Lee Peterson show, I don't think. Call into JLP, man. Wouldn't that be cool? Isn't that a good response? Because you got to crack the whip on him. You're a Jamaican uh, descendant, descendant of slave owners, right? Just like uh, your sister, your cousin, cackling Kamala Harris. Are you related to her, <laughs> Lin Yun Chin? You're half Jamaican, half Chinese. She's half Jamaican, half um, India Indian. India Indian. I pointed to my to the dot on the middle of the forehead that some India ladies have. Do the men have that? Uh, interesting. You guys could be cousins. Lin Yun Chin. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. My opinion. And you can correct them on feelings, and you can correct them on this uh, free will thing. You do not have a free will, says JLP. And I've read through the Bible, and it never says anything about free will, that you have a free will. It does say, uh, choose you this day, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a free will. Or have free will. People say have free will, and JLP says have a free will. Uh, Paul says you're either slaves of Satan or sin or whatever, or slaves of Christ. And then uh, Evil is Real points out that elsewhere in the Bible it says you're free in Christ. Not a slave, not a servant, but friends of Christ. Huh. Okay. Uh, thank you, Lin Yen Chin. Interesting super chat. Star Zion, 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 bought five coffees. White man. No, Massa, no. Oh, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> but thank you, Star Sion. Appreciate the support, as always. Very kind. Carver bought a coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash the Hake Report. Hey, Hake, did you get that thing I sent to you? Check the P.O. box. Yes, indeed, are you. Yes, indeed, are only. I did. To steal a phrase from the Italians. <laughs> uh, I did, and I almost wore it today. I almost wore it today. But this shirt was on top. Somebody said, hey, that shirt is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the sleeves are kind of long. I mean, they're not that long, but they're kind of interesting. Like, I should have bigger arms so that I fill out the sleeves more. <laughs> I don't know if I should. But, yeah, I, I shall be wearing it soon. It's 
Uh, it's nice. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I like hot sauce. I do. I don't keep it in my... I don't own a purse. I'm not a, a female or a metro. <laughs> I'm not very metro, am I? <laughs> don't answer that. Uh, over on DLive, DJ Onpa, Jean-Pa, it's Misty B-Day today? Happy B-Day, WHBB. Wrinkle hands, bing bong, I guess. Boo, Linyan, we don't like your kind around here, says DJ on Paul. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. You did not just quote Black Eyed Peas, <laughs> says Steve Strack. Yes, I know. I got a feeling. <laughs> it's just an example of a feeling that's not an emotion, nor is it a uh, sense of touch. It is, or nor is it a sick, a sense of uh, like upset stomach. It is a positive vibes. <laughs> that tonight's gonna be a good, good night. <laughs> Let's get it off. They, I knew about them before they went big. Not that I listened to them much because I only listen to Christian music, which is to say liberal. Okay, thank you guys for the super chats. I think I am caught up now. Let's read about some crime in L.A. Uh, I was going to get to, I forget who was on the line, but they dropped off. You can call in 1-888-775-3773. I have a screenshot from the other folder called Glendora Police something something. Stolen catalytic converters, teens Azusa, in this somewhere in the jumble of other items in that other folder. Crime in LA. Glendora police, this is from a few weeks ago, recover 14 stolen catalytic converters and a loaded gun in Azusa. If you know about Azusa, you know that it is somewhat crime ridden, sort of Hispanic, mostly Hispanic, I would say. A little bit black, I guess, because I read about Azusa years ago, 2007 or maybe before that, maybe 2002, that blacks were targeting at random. I think it was 07. Blacks were targeted at random by Mexican gangs in Azusa. It was covered by SPLC, Southern Poverty Law Center, of all places. Anti-white outlet. There were uh, hate crimes between blacks and Hispanics. Taking place, so-called hate crimes. No such, th- no such thing in reality. Should be abolished. Those fake, artificial, contrived, politically motivated laws. After chasing two teens, police observed attempting to steal a catalytic converter late Friday night at a movie theater in Glendora. And Glendora is a beautiful place, especially the further north you get into the foothills. Azusa is where I went to, to uh, Christian College. I thought it was Whiteville. I thought it was a white area, but no, it's Hispanic. Because Azusa Pacific University was, back when I was going there, a mostly white Christian uh, college. But no. No, it's Hispanic. It's like a sort of ghetto in some areas. But it's very nice in other areas. And Glendora is just north of it, kind of. And it's Glendora's... Beautiful, except for Citrus College. is kind of hit and miss. Citrus College is just a community college just north of Azusa Pacific. And I think uh, 
I think Snoop Dogg's, one of his sons went to Citrus College and played football or something. Could be mistaken. You know that rapper guy who smokes weed, hangs out with that female who was a cook. She went to prison or something. After um, chasing two teens, they observed trying to steal a catalytic converter late Friday night in a movie theater. In Glendora, police stopped the suspects in Azusa and recovered 14, 14 stolen catalytic converters. Catalytic converters have some type of metal in them, I guess, that's valuable, I, I think. And they're easy to steal off of the older model Priuses. And when you steal them off of Priuses, it makes the Priuses sound awesome, but not able to run very well, I guess. It goes... Happened to somebody I know, like more than once, at least twice, maybe three times. Got his catalytic converter stolen out of, uh, off of him. I guess the Prius, Toyota Prius, you know, the hybrid... Part electric, part whatever, part normal car, manly, part manly, part uh, womanly, part metrosexual. Sorry, kids. Look at that. Zoom in on that. uh, All those. I I guess this is what catalytic converters look like. (laughs) Because I don't know anything. Uh, Two teenagers. I don't know if they're Hispanic or black. Maybe they were white. Maybe they were Asian. Attempted to steal, usually teens is a euphemism for <laughs> black. Look, look, that's what catalytic converters look like, I guess. And then there's a Glock. Is that a Glock? Some type of pistol. Semi-automatic uh, assault pistol. <laughs> As somebody described some handgun one time. Uh, triggering a pursuit and eventual recovery of 14 stolen... Catalytic converters, loaded handgun, and the tools used to cut the converters from the vehicles. Authorities said Saturday, this was a month or so ago, officers were dispatched uh, almost midnight Friday to a parking structure near AMC Glendora on Gladstone Street. Oh, that's not that bad of an area where they located a suspect vehicle leaving the area, Glendora PD reported. Attempted traffic stopped, triggered a chase, eventually stopped in Azusa. It's not that far. In the middle of the road on the 800 block of South Cerritos Avenue. That's getting them more into the ghetto area. Well, you, when I say ghetto, I just mean more like a little bit run down, sort of Mexican suburb. If I know my area that well. I used to play soccer off of Cerritos Avenue, I think, on like early mornings with a bunch of Mexicans. The two teenage suspects fled the vehicle, quickly arrested without incident. So if they were arrested without incident, I'm going to say either they're suburban blacks or they're Hispanics. <laughs> right? Because if they were full-blown ghetto blacks, they would have gotten themselves killed or something. Nah, I'm kidding around. Playing around. I shouldn't be playing around like that. Uh, it's a more Hispanic-dominated area. Could have been white. Might be Asian. Without incident means not black. Suburban black? I know some suburban blacks. I feel like Joel Friday is sort of a suburban black. Because he hung out with everybody. It's partly why he's all into interracial. Uh, crazy, huh? Sort of crazy. So protect your catalytic converters. And protect, by the way, your tailgates. They're stealing the tailgates. They're very easy to steal. You open them part way because you can't really lock them. 
and then you easily slip it out and then unhook it, and you're, you made off with somebody's tailgate from their truck, their pickup truck. Happens to, and practically in very many uh, kinds. You can do a, like a, the equivalent of a zip tie, but it's a one made out of some type of flexible metal that you lock. Yes, I'm back on YouTube. Uh, so watch out. Maybe it's already happened to you. Happened to my one friend seven, like 10 years ago or more. And then uh, I looked up on YouTube how you can get these uh, things. There's either handy DIY or there's these locks themselves that you can lock your uh, tailgate in place on, on the hinge so that that notch out of which it can pop out easily, it's not so easy to pop it out. What a mess. So, people break, I see people, I see cars in which the triangle is, the little triangle in the back window, little triangle window in the back window, they knock that out. That's the more considerate window breaking. And then there's like the knock out of the whole back window or driver's side window like you saw in that skit from Atlanta. Crazy. So, anyway, there is Asian crime, Asian violent crime. It does happen. Remember that Monterey Park shooting over a year ago, a year and a month or so? Monterey Park, a liberal area. Oh, not even a year ago, several months ago. Maybe six, seven months ago. Lloyd Gawk. Okay, so I have... uh, Let's see, Monterey Park. Yeah, I have this... uh, These screenshots from SGV Tribune. These are a couple of articles from San Gabriel Valley Tribune that caught my eye last month that I've been meaning to share with you. Six months after the Monterey Park shooting, a survivor reflects on recovery. And it's this guy named Lloyd... Nice American white name, right? Lloyd Gook. Gok. <laughs> I almost say Gook. Uh, I meant Gok. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that, kids. <laughs> I literally thought that's what his name was. Gok. G-O-C-K. Not G-O-O-K. Okay? Shout out to the Asians. Nearly among those gunned down on January 21st of this year. Wow, that was just... This year, still. At a ballroom dance studio in Monterey Park, California. That's, again, that's east of L.A., not as far east as uh, as, uh, Azusa or Glendora. Basically, just outside of east L.A. A couple little suburb cities over. Six months later, the initial shock is gone, but healing comes step by step. It's an r- article by Ethan Huang, a reporting intern, out July 22nd, 2023. So the last month. I forgot the man in this shooting, the uh, guy who, who uh, committed this mass murder, was 72 years old. Think about that. 72. Uh, 
that's like JLP, Trump, those guys' age. 72. <laughs> I could picture JLP saying, Your mama. <laughs> yeah, that's like my that's like my parents' age or something. Somebody in their 70s, normally your your criminal violence, you get it out of your system in your 20s, teens, maybe 30s, maybe even 40s, maybe 50s, possibly 60s. Who how old was the guy who did the uh allegedly did the Las Vegas mass murder? 60 something? This guy's 72 years old. And he killed himself, by the way. Reportedly offed himself. So this Lloyd Gock young young man, 67-year-old young man of Alhambra, another Asian-dominated area, not far from Monterey Park, survived the mass murder uh, at Star Ballroom Dance Studio in Monterey Park. Oh, he's dancing with some gal, 62-year-old lady. Oh, man, in your 60s and your... He looks... Zoom in on that man's face. He has, like, a buzz cut on the side of his head and then, like, stylish hair on top. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So he's a dancer type of a guy. Dances with some gal from Pasadena. Uh, there's a man named Brandon Say who disarmed the, the same shooter in January inside of the family's dance studio on Saturday, May 20th, 2023. Huh? Okay, anyway, I don't follow that. Okay, so on the eve of Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year, remember this? January 21st, Lloyd Gook got... Sorry, guys. Sorry, Asians, I don't mean it. (laughs) I'm serious, I'm not trying to say... Don't say that, because that's supposedly a slur for Asian, okay? I learned that actually from Gran Torino. You know, with... uh, Who's that old guy who said... Clint Eastwood. He said, I would stack up gooks like you and then sleep like a baby. He said to some Asian guy, get off my lawn. And he threatens him with a uh, rifle. I don't mean to be saying that. His name is Gok. But it's, <laughs> I see it and I think that word. Uh, but I don't mean it. Uh, ten feet away as a gun male entered the Star Ballroom dan- Dance in studio in Monterey Park. 42 gunshots rang in his ears as he saw friends fall around him. Shooter, alleged mass murder, murderer, gun male, Wielded a modified semi-automatic weapon. Modified, huh? And the attack left 11 dead, 9 injured. So 42 rounds, 11 dead, 9 injured. Uh, 25%. A little bit more than, well, I don't know. Anyway, Gawk works to help his community recover. About 50% hit rate, basically, almost. 25% kill rate. A little bit more. Not good. Evil, right? I don't want to say that. Gawk works to help his community recover. Those memories are still fresh. He attributes his survival both to his dance partner. Whoa. 
and an acquaintance visiting the studio the first time. When the shoot start, shooting started happening, we were all stuck on the floor, and this guy next to me used a table next to him to break up the bullets. And of course, people in front of us got killed. Wow. I was in the middle, and on the other side, it's my dance partner, and she used a coat to, to put over my head, and she just kept saying, calm down, don't make any noise. She keeps saying, even today, she was my angel, and I really do think that. She calls herself his angel? Over one, one day later, police surrounded a white van in Torrance, down in Torrance. That's a ways down. That's over towards the beach. Uh, one of the beaches, right? Manhattan Beach or something. In Torrance, where they found the, sh- maybe north of that, shooter identified as 72-year-old Hu Can Tran. Not to be confused with Can Tran, uh, who was a guy I knew in high school. 72-year-old Hu, H-U-U, Cantran, dead from a apparently self-inflicted gunshot wound. Harrowing incident left the entire community shaken. And these are Asians, right? And Asians disproportionately vote in, in their countries anyway, communism. At least the Chinese do. The harrowing incident, and the Vietnamese, left the entire community, or a globo homo in the case of South Koreans, I guess, um, and Hong Kong. Uh, local residents mourned in tragedy conversations on gun violence. Oh, no! And mental health once again rose among lawmakers. Gun violence, no such thing. Mental health, they want to just focus on the mind aspect of it and not the evil spirit of anger and respond to emotions with emotions. And as Monterey Park marked six months after the shooting this week, Gok, G-O-C-K, has forged a new path in life, working to heal the scars of trauma, both his own and for others. I'm not as fearful about the dark or nightmares about things like that. They don't happen anymore, but occasionally if I see a movie with a gunshot, I still kind of think back to the day that this happened. Devastated his mental health. And uh, he... I was in shock, and everything was such a mess. As a result of that, I lost some of my contracts and some of my orders, he says. He's some kind of contractor or order fulfiller or something. I'm just beginning to try to work and get them back. That's basically what it is. I'm at the age where I should be retired, but I love what I do. I had a feeling that one of the reasons I survived this is for this group of people, talking about um, his fellow people, fellow Asians down there. Part of the recovery process, being able to walk that journey with others, he says. I don't know about that. Commiseration? Commiserating? False comfort from one another? (sighs) Well, the Bible does say where two or more are gathered in my name. But they're not gathering in God's name, in Jesus' name. I am there, Jesus said. Something like that started a group of 20 other survivors who talk over WeChat and talk, meet once a month together in person. They check in with each other, speak about their experiences, support one another, seek to seek mental health services, quote-unquote, which I have no experience in that world, but I don't have no faith in it either. Um, especially with how stigmatizing it often is in Asian cultures. Overall, I did myself a service getting everybody together. We are kind of going through this together. I think I am the happiest in this part of my recovery, he says. And here it is. Uh, 
There's a picture of him speaking before, what, like a panel of lawmakers. June 5th, 2023, Monday. Lloyd Gawk, survivor of January's mass murder in Monterey Park, speaks to a panel of lawmakers. And there's a female Asian Democrat who's all bragging about his bravery. So what are they talking about? So-called gun violence? False solutions to these problems? Gawk said there could be more done to support him and his fellow survivors. Various funds and GoFundMe sites are up to support the victims and their families. Gawk feels he does not see much of that money. Why do you need money? I don't know if you need money. He is glad to support going to those injured and the families of the dead, but hopes that these efforts are inclusive to so-called survivors. We are trying to get some benefits for the people who survived the shooting, says Gawk. I really felt that we were kind of forgotten when it comes to compensation from anybody. I don't follow what he thinks he needs compensation for. Like, the guy who did the murder killed himself, so, like, what did... He didn't suffer a direct injury, right? Just mental so-called trauma, which is can mess with you, but what, what money do you need? I don't follow. Everybody wants money. Like, what, the city didn't protect you or something like that? I mean, you've voted for... You're an Asian. You're probably liberal. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me calm down. Meanwhile, ongoing issues regarding so-called gun control and mental health remain a pressing topic locally and nationally. In June, Gox spoke to lawmakers with a panel of gun reform advocates to demand action reforming the nation's gun laws. That's the play. You got an evil, angry liberal shoot up a bunch of evil, angry liberals. And this evil, angry liberal reacts by pushing for more evil, angry liberalism. Attack on the gun rights. And it never ends. In June, Gox spoke to lawmakers, like I said... He says the experience taught him a lot, and he feels that there should be a greater support in legislation. Whether it's a red flag law, meaning take away the guns rights from take away the guns from somebody whom you think is a danger to himself or others or herself and others. In your imagination, you think so, because it hasn't. Nothing has happened. Whether it is control of arms, whatever that means, semi-automatic weapons. Of course, also another thing we talk about is gun edumacation, edumamacation. About if you do own a gun, you have to know what you're doing and where to put the gun in the house and all that, he says. He was invited by this evil woman, Representative Judy Chu, C-H-U, Democrat, demon rat, I say, from Pasadena. Or representing Pasadena anyway, right? A, a U.S. representative. After she reached out to so-called victims and their families following the shooting so they could give some sob story about this thing and and then come swoop in with their false solution to to this symptom that they drummed up and created by messing up the families, pushing anger and emotions, and uh, making people sitting ducks, making people scared of guns so that they don't carry, so they don't open carry or concealed carry and be able to protect themselves. Making men not men. I don't know what motivated this 72-year-old specifically. Neither do they, apparently. I don't know. I could, guess I could look into it. Um, Satan, obviously. It was a very brave thing for him to do it because it was such a public event, Judy Chu said. 
I was very grateful that he said yes. She's been around forever, this Judy Chu woman. Evil lady. Uh, I'm sure intimidating and difficult. She's talking about him like he's infantilizing this grown 67-year-old man. I was grateful that he said yes, despite the fact that it was, I'm sure, intimidating and difficult. A man being in talk. This woman talking about a man being intimidated to talk in front of lawmakers. I mean, I get it. People are intimidated, but that's embarrassing. She's infantilizing a grown man who's as old as her, roughly. He wanted to show what happens in Monterey Park and that he wanted to talk about being a survivor and what we were going through. He didn't just want to do that. He became a liberal activist. Judy Chu elaborates on the impacts of Gok's story has on the community of Monterey Park. This Lloyd Gok is a true role model and someone who is uh, willing to speak out about the effect that this shooting had on him. And by speaking out, he encourages others to be able to talk about the situation. Isn't that what women always want to do? Talk, 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 talk. <laughs> Shout out to the women. Uh, what good does that do? Not much, necessarily. Sometimes it does worse. And that people can talk openly about how they feel in regard to this traumatic event, and then sooner they can recover. Glock, Gok, not Glock, talks about his own experiences with mental health several years before, so he was already messed up in the head. Uh... How his current knowledge has changed his perspective. I was clinically depressed to a point where I thought I was going to go out of business several years before this, right? Before this mass murder. I didn't have a good family life anymore, he says. If I had a gun at that time, I may have killed myself, he said. There's a picture of this man, another man with a baby stroller with a pink hat on him. Is that an Asian man? Dressing with a pink uh, beanie on him. Walking by a memorial in Monterey Park City Hall back in May. What? Anyway, shout out to the Asians. You're all messed up. Uh, What rescued him all those years ago and what continues to provide him solace today is dancing. So this Lloyd guy, he turned 60 roughly, plus or minus. Anyway, he had medical, medical support for his depression. So, medical support for his depression. That sounds like pills. Found another way to overcome his struggle. Dancing has become my therapy. When I go dancing, I don't think about anything. I was happy and slowly went back to recovery and slowly got back into my business. But it'll never be the same for him because of the shooting. But he continues, I'm not going to stop dancing because of what happened. If I stop, then the shooter won because he wants to terrorize people with his gun. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if the... Well, that's not Gawk. That's not Gawk. That's just a male. But uh, I don't know if that's what was going on in the mind of the killer, the mass murderer, the male 72-year-old with a gun. If I stopped dancing, then he won. He gets what he wants. I don't know. You're, you're putting thought words in the guy's, dead guy's mouth. I don't know if he just wanted, stop dancing. Rah! And he shoots and kills a bunch of people. It's not funny. 
The tragedy will not be forgotten for Gok, his fellow survivors, and the community around them. On the six-month anniversary, which was last month, lawmakers continue discussion over gun control, not the solution. Mental health, not the solution. In the meantime, those left behind push forward. They've replaced, they've successfully replaced God and men and fathers and being men and all that stuff. <laughs> he shot up the club because this is too soon because they started playing Hake music. I know they should have been playing Jackie Chiang, but no. So <sighs> even the Asians fall in, and the Asians are more down to earth than, like, say, uh, the more violent of the uh, ethnicities, statistically speaking. But even them, liberals, what a shame. What a terrible shame. Speaking of terrible shame in the Asians slash PI, Pacific Islanders, Biden on that Maui fire, that Maui fire, what's the Maui body count? Let's see. At least, okay, well, as of seven hours ago, USA Today, far-left extremist outlet USA Today says at least 96 people have been killed by that wildfire. Only two officially identified using DNA per Maui Police Chief John Pelletier. Pelletier? Pelletier. Pelletier. Some estimates suggest more than 1,000 people are still missing, so the body count may continue to grow. Is that that same police chief whom Nick, the American anchor baby, was talking about, saying he came from uh, the mass murder in uh, in Vegas? Let me look. John Pelletier, Vegas. I think he was formerly of. Anyway, <laughs> Honolulu Civil Beat, November 2021 A.D. John, new police chief, wants to import successful Las Vegas programs to Maui. Oh, yeah, so successful. <laughs> nah, I can't blame the police chief. Wants to can I don't think, maybe you can. Wants to use, oh, Lord, community policing programs. That's a liberal buzzword. Revamp oversight of use of force incidents to improve relations in Maui, oh yeah, because even in Maui, there's victim-minded people who want to say, oh, there's strained relations between the community and the police. We need community policing. Mama spirit. Maui has always been a special place for John Pelletier. I'm assuming, is he French? Pelletier, a captain in the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. It's where his birth mother lived for a time. Birth mother. As opposed to uh, adoptive or something like that, or a stepmother. It's where he proposed to his wife in 2004 or something like that. Oh, no. Anyway. Uh, okay, let me read this to you. This is from uh, DC Drano, clip 12. And by the way, I heard that there was like this emergency response failure in this, Hawaii, in this Maui, Hawaii wildfires where the body count, the number dead, confirmed dead, has just continued to grow and grow and grow. 
here, DC Drano, this is clip 12 that I'm about to play. DC underscore Drano tweeted out, or X'd, he X'd, right? We do X now, forget Twitter. Out with the old, in with the new. Biden was asked about the deadly fires in Hawaii where nearly 100 are dead and over 1,000 still missing, maybe more than 100 dead. His response, no comment. He just destroyed his 2024 campaign. (laughs) And he's sharing a video from Benny Johnson, based Benny Johnson of uh, TPUSA, meme guy. Reporters gasp as Joe Biden runs from their questions about the rising count of Americans dead from wildfire. Dead! 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 As Biden said about the uh, COVID China virus victims during uh, the Trump administration when he was running for president, talking to that breakfast club guy. Uh, He's leaving... He's leaving to go tan at the beach. No comment. A little 10-second clip, and you won't even hear him say no comment, I don't think. But supposedly he says no comment. You can barely hear uh, reporters asking him about the mismanagement of the emergency response, and there was no alarm out loud. Check this out. Listen to this. about the Hawaii response, Mr. President? Uh, nothing there. <laughs> Crazy, huh? He said no comment. I think he just couldn't, maybe he couldn't hear, maybe he assumed, maybe he, uh, not to make excuses for him, but some level of excuse. He's old, he doesn't know what's going on, he looks like he doesn't know what's going on. No, no comment. According to what they say. And he's climbing into this big suburban or big old SUV thing. Play it one more time. See if you can... I can't hear anything from Biden. Here it is. Will you come talk about the Hawaii response, Mr. President? Uh, nothing Sorry. there. Uh, I mean, he sent... He sent... He sent, like, emergency stuff, right? Isn't he sending emergency... State of emergency or something like that in Hawaii? Thanks, my ears are bleeding, says Nugget Man. Sorry, uh, headphones listeners, that might have been too loud. My bag. Nothing there is going to present correct, says uh, Court over there. I think he... I don't really like when the people look to the president to do s- something or say something or, or give money and FEMA mess... Because I don't like giving power to FEMA. I think that, uh, I mean, it's nice if you can say, oh, it's terrible tragedy what happened. Miss, uh, we'll get to the bottom of the mismanagement. That's a nice thing to say. But the feds should not, it's not really a federal case. It's a local issue. And I guess we can donate a little bit. But all that money is, means control, fingers, the federal government helping He's supposed to represent us, the people, says uh, Lisa. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had had his wits about him. He would have come over there and said, Oh, I lost my son Bo to cancer, brain cancer. He He came home in a box from overseas. 
so I feel your pain and rest in peace to the people who died. And he can pretend to be all emotional, which he is, a mama spirit. Yeah, you got all 81 million votes. Yeah, I mean, he, he, could, he could have said something nice. But I don't think he understood or knew or whatever. I don't think it's that... He always brings it back to Bo. <laughs> he can't let anyone else have their moment. Selfish attitude, says Lisa, our resident health expert. expert. Yeah, he just, he just tries to be emotional and connect with the women and the female-minded males who are so emotional. Oh, I wish that I could take... Uh, Trump back if we were in high school out back behind the gym and beat him up. He's such a bully. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Uh, no comment. I don't, think it, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think he just, maybe he's, you chalk it up to him being a little bit out of it. He's older, probably a little bit hard of hearing. And there was a loud noises, and uh, maybe you know how sometimes you wave somebody off or say yeah, and you don't really know what the person said. Well, I'm saying you. Maybe you don't do that. I feel like I've done that because I have. Speaking of feelings, right? I rem- when I say I feel like I have, I remember doing that. Maybe to this day, people will say something. I'll be like, yeah. I like, or a laugh, don't know what they said. This sounded like I was something I'm supposed to laugh about. No, no comment. <laughs> I wonder if he even knew what the, what the guy, the lady asked him. Do you want to comment on some lady yapping? No comment. <laughs> you want to comment on the nearly 100 dead from Maui? You want to com- comment on the, can you come talk to us about the Maui response? No, no comment. Bye. And he was going in and he stepped back out. He does that. Sleepy Joe. He's like, I'm going in here. Let me turn back around and address the people. No comment. (laughs) I heard that that he owned, owned that one guy from Fox News, faux news. Who's that guy who got fatter? He's the son of the, uh, he's the son of the guy from the morning show. Uh, he's the White House press secretary for Fox News. Uh, you always ask stupid questions. <laughs> Biden said something to that effect to him. So rude, huh? So rude to the reporter. And all the liberals are all excited that he said that. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. Let me play uh, clip 31. This is a new story. Speaking of the environment. Wide awake underscore media. Wide awake, all one word, underscore media tweeted this out. I came across this on Twitter. There's some annoying music in the background. It's this square video, propaganda-ish, sort of flashy. After pushing the China virus uh, scam, which there were many scams that took place in, in the midst of the China virus, which was real. 
<laughs> relentlessly for three entire years, the WHO, World Health Organization, has now shifted its focus to the hashtag climate scam. And there are many scams in, in going on in overreaction to the climate crisis, which is real, or climate change, which is real anyway. I don't know if it's a crisis. Maybe it's a crisis. It's change, changing. <laughs> like Obama changed America. Hope and change, climate change. The uh, goal of both scams, though, is the same. Use a manufactured and imaginary, I disavow that, uh, crisis, quote-unquote, to frighten the global communi- population. Fear. Put fear in the kids. Climate anxiety on the kids. It's a real thing. Check it out. A real, real fake thing in their imaginations, and they go crazy because you scare them. Uh, spread your evil spirit into the children. Into surrendering national sovereignty, representative democracy, so-called, economic prosperity, and individual freedom to unelected globalist bodies like the evil United Nations, the evil World Economic Forum, the evil and corrupt World Health Organization, under the guise of of ending the imaginary manufactured crisis. And it sort of is imaginary because it's future, meaning it hasn't happened yet, and it might not happen. We don't know. We cannot exactly predict the future. Listen to this one-minute clip. 31. The climate crisis is here, and the health crisis associated with the climate crisis is here. It's now. For example, dengue, a disease transmitted by 80s mosquitoes, is moving further south in the Americas, causing more disease and a more extended range. We're seeing cases of malaria being reported in the southern United States. If the climate conditions change and the viruses can move further and distribute themselves more widely, then you end up with very susceptible people being exposed to that disease. And therefore, uh, incidence increases, mortality increases. It's the climate interacting with the density of the population, with poverty, with the lack of services, and therefore climate is one of the drivers. It's creating more and more opportunities for these vectors to thrive and act as conduits of the disease. And we're not doing enough to protect our communities from that. And we need to start investing in the measures that protect our communities from these diseases. World Health Organization, 75 years, health for all. Is that how you pronounce dengue? It's, it's pronounced dengue? D-E-N-G-U-E, a debilitating viral disease of the tropics transmitted by mosquitoes and causing sudden fever uh, and p- acute pains in the joints. Mild dengue. Is it dengue? Or deng- is it dengue? And he's just pronouncing it like that. Uh, hemorrhagic fever. You can get. You can have hemorrhages. Serious bleeding. Sudden drop in blood pressure. Shock and death. Within the case of severe, mild high fever and flu-like symptoms. Mild dengue. Uh, I heard him mention poverty. At least it was a man talking. I'll take my propaganda if it's from a man, <laughs> or a mildly attractive gal, a black, whoever. <laughs> oh man ah. so that's the uh, you know cl- climate COVID control freaks I've 
it reminds me of some great Kofi's, Kofi's and uh, coffees from Base America First that I've read over the recent days and weeks. But uh, about, you know, it's the dishonesty and uh, who could have predicted that type of mess. These people make one change and there are other things that go on that are uh, that you don't account for, you know? Anyway, guys, this has been the Hake Report. Frederick in Los Angeles, California. Wanted to uh, ask a question. Why don't you do a story about cops' torture? Wow, they're torturing cops? Rick in Hampton, Virginia, wanted to talk about political leanings of Asians in America. You guys called in too late. I couldn't get to you, but thank you. I will get to you another day. Uh, Let me double-check for any super chats that I may have missed. Uh, I shall keep on looking. Um, Renacio, Renacio, bought a coffee, booze, spread all the booze to YouTube, but good that you're back. Thank you. Yes, I agree. Appreciate that. Guys, uh, this has been the Hake Report. I hope you enjoyed it. I had, I enjoyed it. Thanks for the calls. Thanks for, uh, bearing with me through the beautiful music. And speaking of that, it's Men's History Month. Enjoy this track for, from, um, Mary Rice Hopkins. I know she's not a man. But the ch- kids who grew up listening to her, like me, we had fathers. So <laughs> enjoy uh, Chicken Lips by Mary Rice Hopkins and Adios America. Maybe I'll sit with you through it. Here it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So good. Giraffe neck or pigeon toes, <laughs> hippo ears and deeper nose. <laughs> On Sesame Street. Come on and use those chicken lips. Use those chicken lips. Children's, children's music. <laughs> I will participate if we get nap time. <laughs> What's up, Ashley? It's the breakdown. <laughs> uh, it's Christian. <laughs>
it chicken have lips? <laughs> it's a hot seat question. My puppies enjoy this song. Nice. Bye, guys. <laughs>